It's Monday, April the 19th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Alexei Navalny close to death and a Sino-American pledge on climate change. First, the world in brief. Doctors seeking permission to examine Alexei Navalny, a poisoned and imprisoned critic of Vladimir Putin, who has been on hunger strike in a Russian prison since late March, warn that he, quote, will die within the next few days without proper care. Around 80 public figures wrote an open letter to Mr. Putin urging medical treatment for Mr. Navalny. President Joe Biden's national security advisor warned of, quote, consequences should Mr. Navalny die. The Czech Republic implicated two men in a deadly explosion at a Czech facility in 2014. They look conspicuously like the Russian agents wanted for poisoning Sergei Skripal, a former spook with a nerve agent in the English town of Salisbury in 2018. The Czechs made the point by expelling 18 Russian diplomats. Russia responded by expelling 20 Czechs. America and China released a joint statement pledging to work together to combat climate change. Putting aside their country's contretemps, John Kerry and Xi Jinping, the climate envoys, promised, quote, concrete action, including helping poor nations switch to renewable energy. Mr. Biden is holding a climate summit on Thursday, marking Earth Day. President Xi Jinping has yet to confirm his attendance. America's jobless claims fell to their lowest number since March 2020, though still well above pre-pandemic levels, buoying hopes of a post-lockdown boom. Other good news included a nearly 10% jump in retail sales in March, compared with the month before, after a decline in February. Many consumers appear to be spending their stimulus money at shops, restaurants and hotels. Restriction-free travel between Australia and New Zealand resumed more than a year after their borders were closed to almost all passengers. Both countries in the, quote, trans-Tasman bubble have brought cases of COVID-19 infections close to zero. Antipodean travellers will no longer be obliged to quarantine in either direction. Face masks are mandatory, but not vaccinations. A wildfire on Table Mountain above Cape Town damaged historic buildings near the Rhodes Memorial, dedicated to the British-born South African politician for whom the prestigious scholarships are named, including a library belonging to the University of Cape Town. Initial reports blamed a, quote, vacated vagrant fire for starting the blaze and strong winds for spreading it rapidly. And NASA, the American Space Agency, plans to launch Ingenuity, a miniature helicopter on the surface of Mars on Monday. If all goes to plan, the 1.8-kilogram Whirligig will climb 3 metres above the Martian surface for around 30 seconds, more than twice the duration of the first controlled flight on Earth, which was achieved by the Wright brothers in 1903. And now, here's today's agenda. Sense of an Ending the Chauvin trial. Today, prosecutors trying to convict Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer accused of murdering George Floyd last May, and lawyers defending him, present their closing arguments. Mr. Chauvin faces manslaughter and murder charges, the latter particularly rare for an American police officer who killed someone while on the job, and the jury will be sequestered until they reach a verdict, which must be unanimous for a conviction. The prosecution argues that Mr. Chauvin asphyxiated Mr. Floyd by pressing a knee into his neck for over nine minutes, a view upheld by a leading pulmonologist. In another rarity for an officer's trial, Minneapolis's police chief testified for the prosecution, arguing that Mr. Chauvin's actions violated police policy. Mr. Chauvin's lawyers argued that Mr. Floyd died as a result of poor health and drug use. 
many businesses in downtown Minneapolis have boarded up, fearing unrest. A verdict is anticipated within the week. A vaccine problem. COVID-19 vaccine holdups. Last week, the billionth dose of a COVID-19 vaccine was produced. Thanks to the massive expansion of manufacturing capacity, the next billion could be produced by May 27th. But that ambition is at risk from American export controls on raw materials and equipment. Production lines in India, home to the world's largest vaccine maker, the Serum Institute of India, will come to a halt in the coming weeks unless America supplies 37 critical items. The problem stems from the Biden administration's use of legislation that grants the president broad industrial mobilization powers to bolster domestic vaccine manufacturing. That has hindered the export of essential components. European companies have also complained of difficulties in getting supplies from America. In theory, the world could produce 14 billion vaccine doses this year. But for that, raw materials must arrive when and where needed. America's export restrictions may soon derail plans to vaccinate the world. A greener election. German politics. For the first time in its 41-year history, the German Green Party will today announce a candidate for the chancellorship, five months before an election at which Angela Merkel, the incumbent, will step down. One of the party's two centrist co-leaders will get the nod. The most likely choice is Annalena Baerbock, a 40-year-old MP, over Robert Habeck, a former minister in Schleswig-Holstein, a state in northern Germany. The contrast between the green smooth process and that of the sister parties in Germany's ruling, quote, union, could hardly be sharper, Mrs Merkel's Christian Democrats and the Bavarian CSU. Armin Laschet and Markus Söder, the respective party leaders, are locked in battle over which of them should lead the joint campaign. If the idea of the Greens, currently polling second behind the union, taking the chancellery no longer seems outlandish, it is in part thanks to the agonies of their political rivals. Po-faced people. Zoom fatigue. Forced to work from home during the pandemic, many workers have been complaining about, quote, Zoom fatigue. It makes sense that sitting still and staring at their own faces leaves people with sore backsides and poor self-esteem. New research suggests women suffer from Zoom fatigue more than men. In a survey of 10,500 people led by Géraldine Fauville at the University of Gothenburg, Around 14% of women reported feeling very to extremely fatigued, compared with less than 6% of men. This is partly explained by the way that women, who take on a lot of other tasks like childcare, organise their workday. Women reported having roughly the same number of meetings per day as men, but their meetings tended to be longer with shorter breaks between. Working in tracksuits and skipping a sweaty commute doesn't make up for the monotony of remote working. Fighting over the forefathers. Ohio's golfing dispute. The Mound Builders Country Club in Newark, Ohio boasts a unique golf course. The 18 holes are positioned among a series of mounds, which can make certain shots almost blind. First developed in 1911, the course offers a quote, feeling of adventure, according to a keen reviewer in 1930. In fact, these mounds are a 2,000-year-old Native American site known as the Octagon Earthworks, which were built in exact symmetry to measure the movement of the moon. The state's historical society now wants to take over the site. But the club isn't playing ball. The society has offered $1.7 million to buy out the lease. The club wants $12 million. 
the dispute has made its way to the state's Supreme Court, which will determine whether the society has the right to buy back the lease in the next few weeks. First arguments were heard on Tuesday. Golfers and preservationists alike face a nail-biting wait for its ruling. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Benjamin Disraeli, who passed away on this day in 1881. To believe in the heroic makes heroes. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.